Welcome to Voice Lab. I'm Megan. In this podcast, I muse on all topics related to the human voice, from vocal technique and performance to philosophy and psychology. I'll also be answering your questions about anything related to the voice. In today's episode, I ruminate on the action, idea, and language of breath. How do we get the most out of a breath? What associations do we have with inhaling and exhaling? How do we feel about sharing our voice on the waste of our circulatory system? As singers and vocalizing humans, how can we reframe the insecurity tied in with the act of letting go of our literal and figurative inspiration? Breath is our power source for the body and the voice. The catalyst is the diaphragm. It contracts downward and along with the intercostals makes room in the thoracic cavity for the lungs to expand and pull oxygen in. The body's cells consume the oxygen, metabolizing it to create energy and keep us alive. We release the waste the CO2, back into the ether. This circulation is an essential link between the atmosphere and our existence. We are connected to the outside world through the air we breathe, the environment from which we take inspiration. Inspiration is such a positive word. To inspire, to be inspired, to be filled with inspiration. Take a breath. Pull in the ether. Consider how it is both umbilical and amniotic and how it bonds us to the planet and completely immerses us all. If you blow out all the air from your lungs, what's left is a space or a state of being sealed off from external or environmental influences. It is a pit of emptiness at the center of the body. True isolation, a void, a thing to be avoided. If you blow out all of your air, the chest cavity collapses, the lungs deflate, and air spills out into the atmosphere. Try it. Hold that collapsed state of emptiness until you feel inspired to take a breath. Let your diaphragm drop and your belly expand. Air rushes in. When we expand the ribs and lower the diaphragm, we create space in our thoracic cavity. The increase in volume leads to a decrease in lung pressure, a pressure lower than atmospheric pressure. This creates a vacuum, sucking air into the lungs. But it also fills the vacuum, that negative space that was moments before 
devoid of any matter, any connection to the outside world. Inspiration is such a positive word. To inspire, to be inspired, to be filled with inspiration. Take a breath in. Fill the void. What are we filling it with? Nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, ozone, dust, life. But through the breath, we also take in smells, warmth, cold, moisture, dryness, ambiance, calm, nerves, a feeling, thoughts, a collection of senses whose sum is greater than the parts. Spirit, inspiration. We take a breath and inspiration fills the void. Our voice is made up of air and the act of drawing in that air transforms it to spirit. We take the essence of the world dissolved in ether into our body, our being, our lungs, and in doing so, we lure in the muse. But do we trap her there? Inspiration usually implies a taking and a keeping, an implicit holding on to. For some of us, it's a hoarding and protecting, like a dog burying a bone, hiding it away and saving it, waiting until the time is right. But will the muse stick around? Don't hold your breath. But also, once let go, she is a thing used up, wasted, expired. To expire, to be expired. There is no saying to be filled with expiration, motivated by the release of gases. We exhale on the negative connotation of banishment and waste and excrement. Our voice is carried out with the trash. The carbon we breathe out as carbon dioxide comes from the carbon in the food we eat. We excrete it through the lungs and back out into the atmosphere. It's not much different from feces. And these days, in the time of a global pandemic, we see the breath even more like a foul bodily excrement. A virus can incubate and brew in our body and be expelled in aerosolized particles sprayed out through the exhale. Beware the singer's vocal reach. Beware the super spreading singer. And most of all, beware the exhale. Exhale implies giving up health, giving up life, and being unwhole. Even if hail is not the etymological root of in and exhale, the poetic connotation is there. Do guard your hale and hearty self. We all wait on bated breath for a chance to breathe freely. We talk of taking the first and last breath as markers of a life. 
this final inspiration. Yet the first wail of a baby is a sign of vitality, a vigorous exhale to announce a healthy presence, and the death rattle is seen as a release of the soul from the body. Found in the Greek motifs of the Hellenic period and widely adopted in the Middle Ages, the soul was imagined and animated in art as an anonymous being that alights on the air. Butterflies, birds, and winged maidens. The anonymity of this soul, this entity that is imagined to enter us at birth and exit our body at death, is like one long breath cycle, a breath the length of a lifetime. Without the thoughts and feelings of the living, the soul exits as a lifetime's worth of a utilized inspiration and anonymous waste. In order to sing, we must exhale. We have to expel our inspiration. Is the endpoint of inspiration's life cycle waste? A trail of invisible debris created through detrition, a wearing down of our creative process and potential until it's just hot air? That's kind of negative. Okay, let's reframe that. We add to the air we take in to stay alive by imbuing our exhaled breath with thought and feeling. Air, after all, isn't just our power source. It's also the transmitter. It is the medium. Vocalizing is really sculpting air. We are all sculptors, briefly directing, corralling, and molding the breath as it passes through the vocal folds and enters our vocal tract. We can shape this borrowed medium of air before we return it back to the atmosphere on the waste of our circulatory system. Exhaling with thought and feeling or vocalizing is like upcycling, creative reuse. As with ingestion, we incorporate our environment, process it, and emit the waste. But unlike the excrement of our digested food, our exhaled breath can be transformed into something more than waste. Okay, yes, I have heard cultural anthropologist Wade Davis's story of an Inuit man who, in a dire situation without any tools, defecated and sculpted his feces into a frozen shit knife. Definitely a great example of upcycling, but we'll stick with first-hand experiences for now. We can breathe life into the air we exhale. We can shape the waste with vibration and resonance. It becomes a vessel for thought and feeling. It should be conceived of as giving birth, a creation rather than just a byproduct. The gestation and incubation of our voice is conceived by breath. Giving birth to our creation can be a challenge. 
It is messy, painful, and arrives on a stream of waste. As it goes with most parents, releasing a child into the world is a difficult moment. This creation that started as a part of you, that was imbued with your thoughts and ideas, is now independent, untethered, and exposed to judgment and interpretation outside of your protection. Independent, but still associated with you. We have so many expectations and can only hope for the best. Our breath gets our vocal cords vibrating, the fuel for the oscillator. The oscillator creates a pitch based on oscillations per second, or hertz. The shape of the vocal tract adds resonance to this fundamental frequency, sculpting the exhaled breath and allowing for expressive manipulation and a sound signature unique to the vocalist. After our breath gets our vocal folds vibrating, nuance is added by the shaped vocal tract and our expiring sound continues to be transmitted through the air, carried on the breath and transferred to the ether. The voice, the exhale, is now part of the atmosphere transmitted through pressure or sound waves until it touches a receiver, an eardrum, and an interpreter, a brain. There, that initial inspiration changes form. It metamorphosizes from pressure to chemical and electrical, invisibly physical to invisibly mental. Our time to influence and sculpt our sound is brief. Once released, our voice is at the mercy of environmental factors such as resonance, noise, and there's no way to know how someone's brain is interpreting your creation. It is out of our control. But if you didn't inspire them with your creation, take solace that they were touched. There's very little wasted in a breath cycle when the exhaled byproduct is also a sonic transmitter, the messenger that literally touches a listener's ear. Take a breath, let it go. Breathe in, let it out. Release, exhale, expire. Occasionally we hear breathe in, breathe out. But usually we think of breathing as taking air, dominating it, being in control. It is the active action in a breath cycle. The exhale is usually passive and controlless, a giving in to the breath's need to escape. Most of the time when we speak, we are just blowing out a bunch of hot air. We're not giving the delivery of our words much thought and letting them slip out on the back of our fleeing breath. Our breath is wasted. But when we do consider the delivery, when we release our air with intention and a clear idea, it can be powerful. Take a breath. Hold it. Let it gestate. 
Release the air intentionally on an unvoiced sigh. Even without vocalizing, that exhale is imbued with control. Even though the impulse leaves your mind and the breath leaves your lungs, that moment of influence lingers and is exerted on the shared environment outside of your body. An oath is made with breath, even though it's made out of an intangible and invisible collection of gases and air pressure, it is a thing that binds, a performative utterance that expresses a deliberate choice, a commitment of the oath taker's own free will, and once life is breathed into the commitment, it takes hold. The conscience becomes involved. It can make or break a reputation. It has influence. Breathing can also influence the health and function of our body and mind. We can exert some control over the autonomic nervous system. Our control system that acts largely unconsciously and regulates bodily functions like the fight or flight response. Slow, deep breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which decreases the heart rate and dilates blood vessels and reduces our overall blood pressure. As our breathing becomes slower, the brain associates that with a state of relaxation. This is the opposite of our fight or flight response. Singing is an intentional use of breath, or it should be, for our ability to express ourselves as well as control our nerves. We focus so much on the product, a sound in a room, that we forget that it is breath that is reaching our ear, and breath that is initiating the sound, breath that helps us stay calm, breath that carries the message. If we don't imbue the breath with a feeling, an emotion, an idea, a message, our breath is no more interesting than a burp, a hiccup, a cough, or a sneeze. Take a breath. Hold it. Think of something positive or optimistic. Let it gestate. Release that thought on a voiced sigh. <sighs> we bring thoughts to life with the breath. The breath is the power source for life, for sound, and for realizing thought. Self-realization, independent from any spiritual use of that term, starts with breath. A movement from the internal isolated world of imagination to the external interactive world of reality. What if we changed how we refer to the stages of the breath cycle? Instead of inspire and expire, we could change it to inspire and influence, inspirare and Influenza, influenza, okay, never mind. 
How about inspire and transpire? Transpire brings to mind far more positive connotations than exhale or expire. Transpire brings to mind a transfer of thought and feeling, a transaction, an exchange or interchange, a transformation, a metamorphosis, a creation, transit and transportation, movement, spanning time and space, or crossing a distance, translation, interpretation and understanding, transparent, a revealing, a sharing, and my favorite, transpose. To transpose is to cause two or more things to change places with each other, or to transfer to a different place or context, to be in someone else's shoes. So to finally bring it back to transpire, to transpire is to make something come to light, to reveal something that was previously unknown or secret. It's also the terminology used to refer to plants transfer of waste or water vapor back into the atmosphere. I like it. Take a breath. Hold it. Think of something, a secret, a wish, a creation, make it transpire. Thank you for listening to Voice Lab. Please consider subscribing to stay up to date with my vocal musings. Also, feel free to reach out with your vocal questions and I'll address them in future episodes. For guided vocal warm-ups and exercises, check out my Voice Lab Sessions, a monthly 15-minute podcast available to my Patreon patrons. Get in touch through my website, sandiegovoicelessons.com, or through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Megan Welsh. Until next time.